Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. You know, when, when a psychiatrist sees a certain type of patient, um, it instills fear in them. And these are patients that have personality disorders. Maybe some of you have heard of some personality disorders. And psychiatrists like to deal with things that have an easy fix. They like to, you know, if someone's depressed, they give them medication, anxiety, things like that, some counselling. But when you try to send someone with a personality disorder to a psychiatrist, they'll often refuse the patient. Because they know that someone with a personality disorder is very difficult to treat. Someone who is very narcissistic um, is almost impossible to treat them because they have no awareness of what is happening in their lives. They have no awareness of how their own <coughs> their own behaviours are contributing to all the problems in their lives. And in our society, we all kind of are lumped with a bit of a personality disorder. Everything is about me. Everything is about the individual. What is my role in life? What is my destiny? How can I achieve? What are my strengths? Let's harness our strengths to achieve more and more and more, to make more and more money, uh, to build this mansion, this treasure for myself here on earth. And such a focus in our society is all about me. It's all about what I can do and what I can achieve. And probably most of us never stop really and think to ourselves, okay, maybe not about what I can do, but exactly what am I? Exactly who am I? And so if you stopped maybe for a second and thought to yourself, who am I? You might say things like, well, I'm a mother, I'm a father, doctor, lawyer, Sunday school servant, A to Z, I'm all of these things. But all of these things really don't tell us what we are, more so they tell us what we do. And they never tell me exactly what I am, what I was here for, what I'm born for, and what I live for. And if you think that these are the things that you are, you know, the things that you do, um, your occupation, you know, your gender, all of these things, if these are the things that you think this is what I am intrinsically, then perhaps a visit to the cemetery will help. You go there and you realise that all you are in the end is just a faceless name and you've taken none of those things which you thought were the things that made you who you are, you've taken none of those things with you. You've left them all behind. Your occupation, your money, your pride, everything was left behind in that moment. And this is what Christ is telling us in this passage today. He says, if you don't know yourself how can you ever be united within yourself? If you have no idea who you are, how can you be united within yourself? You are constantly warring against the thousand different desires within myself, pushing me every which way. And if you don't know yourself, how can you ever grow? How can you ever develop? How can you ever change? It's impossible because I don't even know what I'm trying to develop and what I'm trying to change. 
And so for us, we, we have a bit of a personality disorder, myself first and foremost. A bit of a personality disorder, and God is trying to wake us up. He's the psychiatrist trying to wake us up, and we just go on sleeping. You know, there's a saying, how do you deal with a narcissist? It's in psychological services. How do you deal with a narcissist? And they say, you don't. You don't engage with a narcissist in any way. And myself, I'm a narcissist, and I come to God with all of my demands, and he's like, I can't deal with you. You don't even know what the problem is. You don't even know what the issue is. You think all of these things and all the problems are all around you. Actually, that's not the case. And so for us, when we go to God, or if we see it in real life circumstances, when you take someone with these problems, you have to say to them, stop looking around you. Stop trying to find the source of all of your problems outside. Because all the source of your problems are inside. And when you say that to someone who doesn't understand it, they go, this person is crazy, and they leave, and they don't engage anymore. So I think the first step um, to discovering you know, myself is this. And it sounds a bit harsh, but I think it's the truth. And perhaps if we all examined ourselves, we might discover it to be the truth, that I am the problem. You know, if you look at the world today, we see how many bad things are happening, and we point the finger. So if only this didn't exist, things would be good. Or this, or this, or this, or this, or this. And we keep going. But we have to, maybe one day, make the realisation that everything around me is not the problem. I am the problem. My spouse is not the problem. My children are not the problem. My boss is not the problem. Hamas is not the problem. Israel isn't the problem. Bad people are not the problem. Sickness is not the problem. Tragedy is not the problem. Death is not the problem. God, first and foremost, is not the problem. He is the solution. I am the problem. And how I am the problem is very unique to me. And for me, I look around and I say, well, hang on a second. If this person would behave better, or this person would change, or this circumstance would change, then I would be better. Everything will be resolved. And nothing is ever fixed this way. Because one undeniable truth is that you can't change anything in another person. I can't fix another person. I can't make them change. I can't fix the problems that are happening halfway around the world in another country. Even though I spend hours and hours reading about it, I can't actually fix those problems. And it's the same as a patient who's blaming everyone else in their life for their problems without realising where the source is. So once I stop looking outside and I start looking inside, I discover this in a very huge way. And this is why many people live a very unexamined life, because to turn the gaze inward is very painful. To turn the gaze inward hurts a lot. You know, my couch at home, it looks very clean. You know, we polish it on the top. But God help you if you move that couch underneath, you see, you know, cockroaches, chewing gum, an inexplicable amount of hair, and you're like, where did all this come from? How, how long have I been sitting this far away from that much filth? And you don't realise it because the top of it is polished. But the second you move it and you clean it up, you discover how filthy it is underneath it. 
And sometimes for me, I say, just don't move it, just pretend it's not there. Or I say, let's move the couch and clean. I go, no, no, it's fine. We did it three years ago. should be good. And so you don't want to move the couch because you don't want to discover actually what's underneath. But it's the same with us. If you look inside yourself, what will I find? Will I find selfishness? Insisting on getting what I want. Will I find judgment and condemnation? And we say, oh, I don't judge or condemn anyone. Every time you open your mouth to gossip about someone, you condemn them. Every time you think you're better than somebody else, you condemn them. You stand in judgment and condemn that person. Will I find anger and lust, hatred and judgment? And will I find pride? I say, oh, I'm not proud. But do I take the gifts that God has given me and steal them? When you steal from a friend, it's bad enough. But imagine stealing from God the glory that He has given you, and then you take that glory for yourself. The gifts He has given you, and you use them to steal God's glory. You say, I did it. Do we ever do this? And if we do it, do we ever reflect and think how grievous it is, a thing to steal from God. And everyone, myself first and foremost, has all of this within them and more. And once we we start this process and we start discovering who I am, I discover something. I say, who am I? Well, actually, I am angry, I am hateful, I am lustful, and I am proud. And the more we discover this about ourselves, we can say with St. Paul, who was one of the greatest saints in heaven, he said, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst one. St. Paul said this about himself. And so I cannot ever, once I've discovered what's within myself, look at anyone, murderer, addicts, criminals, anyone. I can never look at anyone and think they are worse than me. I don't know what went into making them the way they are. I have no idea. But I know what I am. I know the depths of my soul. I don't know the depths of anyone else's soul. So I know that before God, I am the worst sinner of all. And I need the most redemption of all. And many people listen probably think that this is crazy. I'm not that bad. But ask yourself the question, if you think that, have you ever looked? Have you ever searched to see if it's the case? And then what you might discover is that in actual fact, what I'm saying right now is not entirely true. Because in a sense, I am those things, anger, lustful, proud, hateful. But in a far deeper sense, I'm not those things at all. The beauty of searching within the interior life is this, is that once I discover the problem, I start to deal with it. In my behaviour, I start to recognise what I'm doing, how far I have fallen, and by allowing God to cleanse me through my prayer and my union with Him, I deal with each one at a time. I go deeper in myself. I start at the surface and I find, oof, How much lust, how much anger. And then I go deeper and deeper within myself and I see the selfishness. I see the lack of generosity. I see the greediness. 
I cleanse it and I go deeper still and I see the lack of self-control. Then I find that I don't love God at all. And so on and so forth, I go deeper within myself. And then when I get to the bottom of it all, I discover that I'm not those things at all. That all of those things were simply hiding something that is far more precious and hiding my true self. I discover that my eternal destiny is to find God within me. It's like when you clean away the rust and the filth from a diamond, slowly it starts to shine. And when I get to that point, I discover that Christ is in me, that I'm the image of God. I am the image of eternity. And if I want to discover eternity, I have it within me. But I didn't see it because I was looking at other people looking elsewhere. But once I start looking within, I discover this is what I am. I am a child of God. And so with all of eternity within me, this is my destiny. To cleanse that mirror so God and Christ can see himself within me. Not covered by the dirt and the filth that I have used, but I've washed it away so Christ can see me, himself in me. And he can come and make a home with me. So now really it doesn't matter what problems there are in the world, what's happening, what fame and success I have, how much money I have. None of these things mean one thing. They don't mean a single thing. Because by discovering who I am, I've discovered eternity. So practically, perhaps, you know, in this era that we live in, with wars and doom and gloom every day, anyone who reads the news knows there's doom and gloom every day, Let's just maybe stop every day and look at ourselves. Let's just maybe stop every day and start to look within. I can't fix anything outside of myself. But if I start to fix myself through repentance, through confession, if I start to wash away the rust, the dirt, then I will discover the beautiful treasure within myself. Christ says in the parable, the kingdom of heaven is within you. And the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in the field, which a man found and he hid it, and for great joy went and sold everything that he had to buy that field. When you discover the treasure within yourself, you will sell everything to have it. Nothing will be too expensive to sacrifice to obtain that treasure. And glory be to God forever. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.